Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There was a lot of adverts on last night's episode of AEW Rampage. Now, I never have a problem with that because you have to have advertising. How do you think you're going to make money? But it means for the rest of the day, I'm going to be singing, here comes Rampage. Dun, 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 dun. Because if you watch it on Fight TV, like I do, when they cut to commercials, you get the theme song. It is so damn catchy. Salute to Ruckus. He knows what he's doing. Good morning, it's time for What Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. And another Friday night is in the books, which means we do have an episode of All Elite Wrestling Rampage to check out. But was it any good or was it absolutely rubbish? Only this knows the finger of power. And if you've never watched this before and you think, Simon, that's very immature. Yes. Yes, it is. Let's up those downs. First match in our world title eliminator started off AEW Rampage this week. And ever since the brackets were released, some people are like, man, I don't like it. I don't like the people in it. But it's different and it's fresh like bread. I ain't ever going to get mad at that. It was also Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And you can go through the entire AEW roster and you're not going to find two folk who are more different than these. And we tied some story into it. Because last year, Mr. Cassidy had beaten Mr. Hobbs on AEW Dark in 12 seconds. So now the Powerhouse wanted to get his revenge. So even if you had just started watching AEW tonight, all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, man, I can understand that narrative. It really is that easy. Cassidy's ribs are also taped up after that beating he had taken in the ladder match. So Powerhouse, being the smart guy he was, was like, well, I'm just going to try and get those ribs and absolutely destroy them. You also had Matt Hardy in the crowd who's all like, I love seeing this Peter Fruit get broken up. I really like Matt Hardy. Hobbs was then systematically wrecking Orange Cassidy, and this was just a big man slapping around some other meat. And the greatest thing here was the visual, because Orange Cassidy is not a big man, and Powerhouse Hobbs is a very big man, and I always enjoy that. Do you know why we still tell the story of David and Goliath? Because he ain't ever going to get old. This beating was so bad at one point, even the ref was like, look, Hobbs, man, maybe you want to back this off a little bit. And because Powerhouse got so mad at the official, hook got on the apron, he was like, dude, you have to calm down. This isn't going to go very well at all. And clearly Hook has powers where he can see in the future. He was absolutely right. Zorin's being the smart guy that he was, saw that was going on. He busted out the mousetrap pin, which yes, essentially is like the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. But because he has beaten so many people with that move and nobody can kick out of it, 
Powerhouse Hobbs was the same. Orange Cassidy won. He's going through to round two. This is getting it up. I kind of felt like maybe this is leading to some tension between Team Taz, and I really hope that doesn't happen. I don't know what they've done over the last 12 months, but they have become one of my favorite groups in wrestling. I want them to be together forever. Also, this was a truly good way to not only advance Cassidy to the next round, but to utterly protect Powerhouse Hobbs. So some serious thinking went into this. Good. We then got a skit on Rampage and I said, hell yeah. Like as much as I enjoy the whole match, match, match format, sometimes you do need to put these things in here so fans can go, oh my gosh, it is just like AEW Dynamite. I better tune in. Up. And it was Tony Schiavone chatting to Penta and Alex Abrahantes, and poor old Penta had suffered PTSD ever since he lost the AAA Tag Team titles, because when he was walking out here, he saw two guys in the crowd wearing green masks, and he was like, oh my gosh, it's FDR, FDR, you're not going to get me again. So he kind of went to beat him up before he realised... Oh yes, just a couple of guys. So he is absolutely going to get sued and worse still, FDR and Tully Blanchard were watching from afar and as soon as they noticed Penta was distracted, they ran in there and they beat him up. They're also told the reason Phoenix wasn't here is because he got injured in their match last week and FTR not only picked up their AAA tag team titles, but they also picked up their AEW tag team titles. So you have to believe we're probably going to do this again at the pay-per-view. And eventually Pac ran out and he was like, damn it, you absolute pieces of crap. What have you done? This was very, very simple, but very, very effective. Britt Baker then beat Anna Jay. And this was good, good stuff. It was also made so much better thanks to Anna Jay, because if you had been following her on social media both before and after the fact, she was treating Britt Baker like her Achilles heel. Like they fought and she's lost and they fought and she's lost. And once again they fought and she lost. Both were going for their submissions in the early going and why the hell not? The whole point of this is to win a match when Britt Baker was like, all right, this isn't working. Why don't I work over her arm? But Anna Jay was having none of that and she just booed with her and started going for the Koji clutch. But once again, Britt was like, no. Well, I say that what she actually did was basically pull her hair and throw her into the post. That looked like it sucked. Baker thought that was it, so she asked for the glove in order to go for the lockjaw, but Anna Jay was like, <laughs> you have underestimated me. So she hit a DDT, she hit a drop kick, and then she was going for the Queen Slayer, but Baker was like, oh, no, no, I don't want it, so she got to the ropes. Jamie Hayter then cast Distraction, which almost did screw over Anna Jay, but thankfully she kicked out, and then she went back to her choke, but Britt Baker actually did that Bret Hart pin when you kind of run into the turnbuckle and trying to reverse it, but Anna Jay was like, no, I have locked this in, and I will never undo it i must win what did work however was taking anna jay's neck and like cracking it against the ropes and i don't know why that looked so horrible but it really did and given that she didn't have a throat anymore rip baker did apply the lockjaw. poor anna jay had to tap out seriously though once again what a great way to make your champion still the champion but also have the challenger coming up smelling of roses this is something that aew is really good at people get defeated they still somehow win. That doesn't make any sense, but hopefully you take my point. We also used this at the start to our next feud because afterwards Britt Baker was like, oh, I'm going to beat you up because I can. When, of course, out came Anna Jay's best friend, Ty Conte. She takes Britt Baker and her goofs off. She then held the AEW women's title off above her head. And now we can do that at full gear. While I don't think Britt Baker should be losing that championship at that show, would I be all right with Ty Conte winning it? Yes, I would. So the job has been done. We then found out the brackets for the women's TBS title tournament, and it was kind of strange, because Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Chris Statlander 
are all getting buys. And I was like, well, that's kind of freaky deaky. But we are going to get Anna Jay taking on Jamie Hayter, which makes sense given what we just saw. The Bunny is taking on Red Velvet. Serena Deeb is taking on Sheeta. And Penelope Ford is taking on Ruby Soho. So this is kind of cool because we have some feuds that are now being inserted into the tournament. And if I was going to make a guess right now, I would say Ruby Soho or Jade Cargill. Or maybe Thunder Rosa. That was a terrible prediction. For some reason, Tony Schiavone was then doing Mark Henry's job of introducing the main event. So I guess Mark Henry was, I don't know, asleep. Why not? I'm pretty tired. I would sleep too. But it was Andrade versus Pack 2 And good grief, somebody call my mother and tell her we just saw a phenomenal wrestling match. Don't do that. You'll just be annoying her. She doesn't care. But this was great. A rule had been put in place that nobody was allowed at ringside. So we were banning all shenanigans. And if you're not sure whether you want to watch this, just go and check out the first 30 seconds. They do so many moves. You would just be sat there going, (laughs) I don't understand how they do it. This broke physics and this broke mass. They shouldn't have been able to get as many maneuvers as they did into this 30 seconds chunk. But flub me, it was just go, 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 go. So I was hooked instantly because this was like drugs. Although somehow it was just two massive boots that took them to the outside. And because it was 2021, Andrade did a dive. But they then went back into the squared circle and Andrade hit the three amigos and all the crowd were going, Eddie, Eddie. And it just hits you right here in your tum-tum. I think it's great. He really flubbed up when he went for a kick and missed and he took the most grotesque bump over the top rope to the floor. So do you know what Pac did? Of course, like a normal human, he just got out and went and joined him. But of course, he didn't do that. And he hit a hurricane rana outside, inside, other way around, inside, outside. But Andrade's poor body went flying into this chair. And it wasn't a nice steel chair. It was like a real chair. And Andrade's back was probably like, what are you doing, brah? You do not, I'm part of you. Would you stop it? He then came off the top with this moonsault that defied belief. I don't know how they both weren't dead. He got so much height, and of course Andrade tried to catch him, but that would be like trying to eat an orange with your ear. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore, but this was truly unreal. Pac then smashed out this amazing cutter for this near fall, and I was like, oh man, this is absolutely fantastic. And then Andrade not only hit a reverse DDT into an apron, but also a springboard DDT. And this was so crazy, the fans didn't even know how to react. They kind of went quiet like, is he dead? I think he's dead. And even I thought he was dead. How was he not dead? We then had a top rope brain buster. So I was like, man, this is just happening on free television on a Friday. I don't know what's going on. And sure, some people got a little annoyed by the ending, but I don't understand how that's true. Because Andrade was going to go for his hammerlock DDT. But yes, Pac reversed it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment with a surprise roll-up. But it was so well done. And what had preceded it was so damn good. They could have ended this by tickling each other. And I wouldn't have cared. If you thought this wasn't enough either... AEW continue to give you what you wanted. Thank you very much, Batista. Because instantly the lights went out. And as I have said time and time again, any wrestling company can do the lights out spot, I don't know, 52 times in an evening. And even on the 52nd time, I'd be like, yeah, woohoo, lights out spot. When they came back on though, Malachi Black was in the ring and he teamed up with Andrade to kick the crap out of pack. And I suppose this was meant to be a wink, wink, nod, nod to their past. But then crazy Arn Anderson just walked out and he did this. He took his hand in a gun-like position and he basically shot it into the ring. But that was a sign for Cody Rhodes to appear. 
and my word was he pissed off. Because he smashed absolutely everybody, he took out Malachi Black, he took out Andrade, and he went to get a chair, which is when Malachi Black bailed. And do you know what the fans did? They cheered Cody, they booed Malachi, which hasn't happened so far, so this story has worked exactly as intended. And man, I was so pumped watching this, and that match was so damn good, it ended with me desperate for more professional wrestling. So there's only one thing to do when somebody is able to achieve that feeling within you, it doesn't just get an up, kapow, it gets the golden up. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. Please go and watch it. I mean, I think it takes up about 25 minutes from start to finish, but it is just wonderful adrenaline injected right into your veins and Rampage continue its streak because overall it is getting it up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.